The best games, the best fans, the best on the bayou. The best, the best ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Thursday, and uh, I'm excited because I got Jay Butt in studio, James, Jimmy Butler, not that Jimmy Butler. Did you? Did you? Did you? Nah, I'm better than him. But did you watch? <laughs> Here what? we go. What better than better than him at what basketball? All right. But look, so <laughs> you, did you see that movie, The Joker? Yes. Like, do you remember the part when? He realized that the guy brought him onto the show just to make fun of him. Yeah, that that's you. That's what Don't, you do. To oh, me. So you, you're gonna you're about to murder me. No, I'm not. About Spoiler to murder alert, you. everybody! By the way, if you <laughs> haven't that's seen you. it, that's what you're that, doing. That's not true. That because I seen your tweet this morning that's talking about true. is he gonna tell the truth? I I, I just want to ask, what did I say that wasn't the truth? I, all I did was ask a question. They know that I tell the truth. You 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 tell part of the truth. I don't tell part of the truth. Like I tell Nick the Saban. Whole truth. No, no. Because then when you're saying, well, you said this one time and it weren't wrong, you're like, yeah, but. But, yeah. Yeah, J, but, yeah, but. But, yeah. That's why I call okay. you J, but. Because there's always no, a but man, in there. There is no but. <laughs> there is no but. I'm telling you, man. Jimmy but- but, James Butler, former Rage Cajun wide receiver, former NFL receiver, in studio this morning. I'm happy to see him. I am not Robert De Niro in The Joker, by the way. I'm I'm your friend. Just to make fun of me, man. I'm but it's okay. Friend. I understand. You know, you laugh, but the audience, they know that, man, this guy, he knows what he's talking about. So, I mean, you're laughing, but they aren't. Laughing at what? The things I say. I don't know why you laugh, because, I mean, they're, they're sometimes, spot on. Sometimes they're funny. Like when you immediately say, oh, I'm better than Jimmy Butler at basketball. Like, that's I mean, funny. I mean, you're just that, messing around. But how do you know that that's not true? Well, one's the greatest player in the world. The other's hanging out with me on a Thursday but morning. But that doesn't mean he's better than me. Yes. <laughs> that just means he had opportunities. Let's not. Do. Let's, how? But how is that? If you want to walk that line, do it with something more realistic. But do, have you ever seen me play basketball? I don't need to. I've seen Jimmy Butler. Okay, play but basketball. you've seen him, but you've never seen me. No, have you ever? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm better than Jimmy Butler. We're the same height. I'm better than Jimmy Butler. I know you're not. How do you know? You never seen because me play. Because you told me the way you play. Yeah. You said you averaged like three points when you played. I never said that. How many points did you average? Ten? But last year I played, I averaged about six a game. Six a game? Six. But you six. had like ten assists though, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I was 15 and then that was it. Listen, Hung them up. Listen, Hung if, them we, up. if we started a league right now, I'd definitely have you as my well, point guard. I don't know, bro. It's been a long time. It's been a long time? Hey, the only shooting okay. I do now is on a short goal with my kids. But it's okay. It's okay. I think, you know, we'll whip you back into shape, and then we'll just... I love you know. your confidence. And I mean that. I'm not trying to... I love your confidence. Not just in yourself, but in but in me and others. I mean, in your favorite teams. I love it all. It's... I mean, what you want me to... You want me to come in here and just say, 
You know what, Scott? Like you, you, I, you I was happy to see you this morning. I, I was mean, just I'm like, ha- I, I just good morning, you- and now you just come in just accusing me of trying to set you up for like a... a I, I know you do that, for sure. So, you because- basically threatened to kill me right out the <laughs> gate this morning. I was, I and not. I joked, yo, listen, I was I was in another studio getting getting a little sound bite. We're going to play from Nick Saban here in a second. And um, James texts me, I guess, when Lynn left. He's like, hey, I'm in studio. I'm like, oh, I'll be there in a minute. I walk in, the lights in here are off. And James is just sitting in the corner. And then I'm like, man, I, what are you trying to like ambush me or something? And he's, nah, man. Then we start the show and right out the gate, he's like, you ever seen Joker? <laughs> nah, man. But listen, though, uh, when you when you sent out that tweet this morning, I knew for a fact, I said, this, this guy, he, he has some jokes for me today. But that's fine. I don't that's have any fine. jokes. I was I was teasing a topic we're going to. Will he about. tell the truth? Oh, will you? Yeah, but that, I, that, that I always wasn't tell a the joke. Truth. No, that was. That was I'm, I'm curious. We'll see. Mm, okay, what, what's your question? So I can tell the truth about it because they 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 had a uh, a question on Twitter last night, and they had a list of quarterbacks. You know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Going to come right out the gate with this. Did you see what I said, though? No, but I, I need to immediately. It was Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, you know, just a couple of young quarterbacks, and they asked, which one of these quarterbacks would you want in the two-minute drill? And I totally disregarded all of the names that you were said, on the list. You said James Winston. I said James Winston. I did. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I want you to know, Scott, that I was 100% serious about that. Oh, I, I have no doubt in my mind that you were. I'm 100% serious about that. I have no you you played with Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. You you see Josh Allen play or Mahomes and you're still just going to say I am. What if the Saints quarterback was Ian Book? Would you be saying I that? I will be saying that. Okay. Because see, the, that, that, that's good as long as you're throwing that in there so everybody knows where this is. But going. listen, it's the same thing as if if me and you were outside playing two on two against some other guys and you were stinking up the joint. And they said, James, you got to, like, switch this guy. You got to switch Scott out, man. He's he's terrible. I'm like, no, we're going to figure it out. We're going to win with him. That's just <laughs> that's just how I am. Yeah, but that's different than I'm taking him over anybody. Last shot of the game. That's the only guy I want in the world. Taking Scott over. No, nah, that's not. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, different. that's what you're saying. You're claiming that James Winston is, is the best person in a two-minute drill in the world no, right now. That's just who I want. How, how is that? That's just who I want. Okay. All right. No, that's different then. It's, you know, if you could have any quarterback in the world be a starter for the Saints for the next 10 years, who would you pick? James Winston. No, you Yes, I would. No, you Yes, I would. Stop it. Why do you want me to say anything else? You know what I'm going to say. Why wouldn't you say Patrick quarterback Mahomes would, or Because I, I don't want them. For, if you could have one of them quarterback your team for the next 10 I years. Don't, I don't want them. Just because that's hypothetical. That's not real. Oh, see, and so I'm not, that's not I'm real. Not, that's not real. So I'm not even going to entertain Neither that. is us playing two-on-two at Gerard Park. Uh, that's very real. That's a possibility. What are we going to do that? That? <laughs> that, that can definitely happen Dude, if I you remember, wanted to. I went, there was like, um, this was like Mardi Gras day, oh, nine? You know, done a lot of Mardi Gras in my life and, New Orleans, Lafayette, even was in Mobile one year when I was a kid. I mean, I've wow, been, okay. But but I, I really enjoy Mardi Gras. But once you get to the actual day, I was younger. I'd been to parades and been out and stuff. And my wife and I probably been married a year or so. We we're just like, let's just 
let's just stay at home, whatever. And uh, a friend of mine was <laughs> my friend that got abducted. <laughs> I swear to God, he was in town visiting. We're just hanging out, and I think I'd put on <clears throat> the Hornets game that I had DVR from the night before, and mm-hmm. we were just like, for some reason, we got in our mind like, oh, let's, let's go, let's go play basketball. Right? Hadn't okay. played in years. Let's just go play basketball. So we ended up just going to Gerard Park with another friend of mine and just joined some pickup games. Did y'all win, though? Uh, my team didn't win, but the team that selected my wife won. Man, I actually have a story. We went, we went back and forth, but they were daring me to shoot, and then I just I finally started banking them in. Yeah. I missed a few, and then I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to stop trying to look like good with form and stuff. I'm just going to go just for jack it up. results. So, so you basically was Jose. Can he shoot? And then they did I mean, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a switch, though. And I didn't have the stamina at that moment, perhaps, that Jose did. And But I was similar to Jose in that I was, I mean, everyone out on the court was taller and younger than me. Right. And played a lot of pickup ball at Gerard Park. They looked at us, they're like, look at these couillons. But we made it happen. We said we were going to play. We went for like two hours. We played, and I was sore that night. And it was a great Mardi Gras. But, I mean, you was facilitating, though. You know, you did just I was doing job. what I had to do. You did what you had to do. When we came and back, that's we why, tied it at one point. And we, that's we, why when we go to Gerald Park, that's why I want you on my team. I don't want no one else out there. I don't care if LeBron himself is out there. I'm not picking on picking you, Scott. All right. And guess what? We, we're going to win. Confidence. We're going to win. Hopefully we wouldn't be like the Mavericks last night who were just completely um, destructed by the Golden State Warriors. 112-87. Luca had 20 points. He turned it over seven times. It was a it was a route. It really wasn't I, worth watching. You know what? I would ask you your take on this, but you've been wrong about Oh, I, picks. I, My picks in the NBA playoffs have been wrong, absolutely. But I, you know what? Never mind. I'm I can admit ask it. You. No, I, I thought it was going to be Milwaukee and Phoenix in the finals. I again. knew it wasn't going to be that. I was, I'm glad. good for well, you. No, 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 no. I, I take that back. I did think Milwaukee was going to make it out. Yeah, I did too. Especially when they were up, th- when Boston lost that game five, when Drew did his, did, you know, when he stole game five a yeah. couple of times late, I was like, I think that's it. But that don't make you think, like, why should Drew not, do that? Did you really think Phoenix was going to get beat the way? That that was the most embarrassing, that was the most embarrassing game seven loss in sports history. Well, hold on. We're going to get to that because that's, that's interesting. But let me ask you this. Watching... What Giannis? No, I'm not gonna bring it up because then you're gonna say no, no. I don't say, stop. Do we, stop, say, stop nope. teasing something All right, you're gonna fine, bring fine, up. Fine, and- <laughs> fine. Do you think like watching what Drew did with Giannis? Don't you think like we should have made a harder push with Anthony Davis watching that? Harder push? Yeah, like at least I mean we only made it to the second round. That's it. I don't know what you're asking exactly. Do you think? that the Pelicans should have went further than we oh, did. Oh, in the playoffs. I mean, look. Look at Milwaukee's supporting staff and look what the Pelicans had in 2018. I mean. I, I think that we're better. You no. don't think so? Because Middleton didn't play, so you can't. I know, I know he didn't, but, but the role players, the bench, Milwaukee's, you know, I mean, there's a championship pedigree there, and they got as far and. Not to mention, the 2018 Pelicans were fun, no doubt, and they swept Portland. But they had to face Golden State, the Kevin Durant-Golden State Warriors in round two. 
Nobody was beating that team. Nobody was beating that team. So had they gotten someone else in the second round? Maybe so. But the Pelicans are one of only two teams in the history of the NBA to have never been to a conference finals. Well, look. You know who the other is? I want to say the... It, they basically were the same team for the a few Hornets. years. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say that. I, mean, I was about to there say was, there was a couple of years whenever they were just keeping whenever before Charlotte got another team back, Bobcats that eventually went to the Hornets. The in, the the, <clears throat> the New Orleans Hornets were keeping their old record books, which I guess they should have. It was like technically the exact same franchise. And then when the Bobcats went to Charlotte, New Orleans said, "Okay, now we're just going to start keeping the stats from this year." Right. The Ravens did something similar, where it was like. They were the Cleveland Browns. Right. It was the same franchise. They kept the records for a while, and at some point the NFL's like, let's just give this Cleveland Browns team that old team's records back. Which, for like clarity reasons, I guess it's easy and you don't have to like get confused by it all. Mm-hmm. But it's still a completely different franchise. Technically, yeah. the yeah. Charlotte Hornets of the nineties are the team in New Orleans, right? Now, right. Technically. Technically, yeah. But anyway, so yes, the same they were the same team for a few years. Those are the only two teams that have never been to a conference finals. Now, is that gonna change soon, James? I think it, I think it might. I'm not talking about Charlotte. I'm talking about New Orleans. NBA finals. <clears throat> NBA finals win. Make sure what are you talking about? Oh, man, we'll put some money down. We'll put some money down there. I will. Are you argue, I, are, are you, always, I always I put money down this year too. Are, are, you, mean, are you? I had twenty dollars that would have paid out like fifteen grand. So are you betting against me? or Are you betting with me? That's the difference. Betting against you. Like, are you saying that they won't? I'm saying, saying that I'll put twenty dollars down. Okay. I'm not saying well, that. Fine. I'm not saying that going into next season, I think that they're going to do it. But I want to see what happens in the off season. Um, I, I don't today. I don't think they'd be in the NBA Finals next year. But I love how I love where the franchise is trending right now. What seed? What seed do you think will be in the Western Conference next year? Because I talked to my sister. Ask, she said, "Ask me again before the season starts." I really I want to see how the off season plays out. I my do. sister said, fourth or fifth. It's a possibility. Fourth or fifth seed, no doubt. And I said, "No, we're going to be the third. They're going to be third. Third. They're going to do like Memphis. Well, Memphis was second, and they got you know beat by the Warriors. But 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 no. But back to the blowout. So. When the game was going on, I just happened like I just made it home. So you know I have YouTube TV. So before talk, you, all right, wait, wait. To be clear, you're not talking about last night. You're talking no, about no. I'm talking about Phoenix, Phoenix and Dallas. Dallas game. Seven. So you know how YouTube TV before you click on it, it plays the audio of whatever you, is going it, on. It got spoiled for you. No, no. All I heard was the commentator say, "This is the worst blowout that I've ever seen in a playoff game." So I immediately start thinking. Is Phoenix, like, really beating this team right now? And so I click on it, and that's when I see the score. And I'm like, wow. So at this point, I'm intrigued. plus? I'm intrigued now. So I'm like, I I need to watch this because I don't like the way that y'all, you know, talked about us. You know? Yeah, we played y'all to play Yeah, but you felt bad for Monty. I did. That's the only person I feel bad about. Everyone else, I I laughed. Swing Cash was sending out memes like... yeah. Like a cat, they filing their nails. Listen, she's feeling we, it. We are very. I seen. I think I retweeted that. Was funny. I uh, we, we're very petty. It could because all I see on social media is the Pelicans fans arguing with the Lakers fans. Lakers fans telling us that we'll never be rings. Yeah, like we'll never be. We'll never amount to anything. And you gotta live in the past when nothing. another team owns your future. Yeah, I don't know. So 
It, it, it's, I love it. It's, yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. ESPN Lafayette. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, Nicholas Saban creating a little bit of a of a rip when he ripped a rival this week. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. We'll, we'll dig more into his comments when we come back. We also have a poll up at ESPN Lafayette. That's the Twitter handle. Nick Saban's point about NIL, a good one? Or he should shut up? You can vote for one of those two. We'll tell you the latest polling results, how you guys are feeling about it. We'll dig into it. Coming up next, this is the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott. That is James Butler, former NFL wide receiver and my friend in studio, even though he threatened to kill me. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Quotations, friend. We'll be right back. I- this is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. He peaked athletically in the seventh grade. Do you know what a hero you are to me? I presume you're referring to my four touchdowns in one game. It's the Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. This moment, right now, right here. Scott Show, James Butler in the house. Phone lines are open, by the way, 337-269-1077. Nick Saban ripping Texas A&M and Jackson State to an extent. You heard a small clip, and and I don't want, if anyone hasn't, you know, heard, I guess, the entirety of, of what Saban was ranting about. He was speaking... Um, Gosh, where was he? He was at some 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 uh, function in Birmingham. They were promoting the World Games, I guess, which is coming to Alabama this summer. And Saban is 70, and he's really smart. This everything Saban says when he when he says something that's that let's say takes more than 30 seconds. You ask him a question about the a game or whatever. If it's more than 30 seconds. He is basically intentionally making a headline about something. He wants mm-hmm. to make a point. Mm-hmm. He'll sometimes he doesn't even wait for a reporter to ask a question. He'll just start. I right, guys here. I'm gonna tell you right now. And then he lets it all out. Mm-hmm. This was very intentional. This was not just some you know. All he's. I mean, I think he is tick, but this wasn't you know a heat of the moment thing. This was calculated. And <clears throat> Saban's point essentially is. I'm for NIL. He said we had players that created $3 million worth an opportunity for themselves by doing it the right way. His point is, guys, come here. They're good. They get rewarded as they should. He says what's happening is boosters funneling money, and as a result, uh, they create this thing that allows coaches to then say, 
come to our school and you'll get paid this no matter what. That's the that's the Cliff's Notes version of what he's saying. He claimed that Jackson State paid $1 million for a player. He's referencing Travis Hunter, which Deion Sanders says, best believe I'm going to address this lie Saban told. Um, and he says, we as people don't have to pay our people to play with our people. Um, I think Dion is also smart. I think Dion. I don't. I think Travis Hunter probably got an opportunity for himself from someone, but I don't think it was. I don't think Jackson State directly paid him. That's a deeper issue that we we gonna have to get right. Into right. I, I I think it's different than than the A and M thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. A and M literally, they have a ton of money and they have the 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 ability to tell guys like, come on, let's you know, let's do it. We, we, you're going to get paid if you come here. It's not so much you're going to get paid if you're good and you come here. You're going to get paid regardless. You know, let, let's be honest. I mean, big big schools in football have been paying players for years, oh, yeah. top players for years. Yeah. So it's it's just specifically about this, this season. And I, I do think Saban has a point of some schools are going to exploit the system, but when it comes from the guy who's the head coach at Alabama, yeah who's been dominant and won a ton, there are going to be, it is going to, not, not for everybody, but there will be some deaf ears that it falls on like, oh, please, Nick, like cry me a river. Like Alabama's had these ridiculous advantages that other schools don't. And then Alabama would say, yeah, well, Nick, I'll create a lot of those. And it could go back and forth and back and forth. But he says, he described the scenario where he says outside agencies funded by boosters funnel money to players based on what a coach promises them as recruits, and that's not under the current rules allowed. Uh, That's against the rules. You're not supposed to do that. And everybody could see that as soon as NIL was approved that it wasn't going to take long for that to actually start happening. Right. How do you feel about all this? Man, if NIL was back, was, was, you know, prominent when I was playing I wouldn't have got no money <laughs> I wouldn't have got no money I'd have just had a deal with old time grocery <laughs> free poor boys after the game I wasn't good enough to get these millions and stuff like that I'd have just had a deal with them look just give me you just feed me let's just give me a shrimp poor boy after me. the game y'all can use my face after, and ever, after my game. jersey just just I just want a poor boy you why know, not why it. not like every not why not like you a week I don't know, man. I don't need to be eating like that. You know, so I'm trying to stay in shape. Dude, I thought you were going to drop a line like, oh, I'd have been paid. No, definitely not. I was not that good like that, man. I wasn't like millions of dollars. I would have just got a po' boy and that's it. You know, y'all can use my face. You know, that's fine. Been happy for it. But nah, man, like, it's, it's, it's weird because he has a point, but then it's like, but yeah, Alabama though, you know what I'm saying. So I think it it speaks to what you were saying. It's like some people are gonna take that and say, like, come on, Nick, like you have an advantage of everyone else. Like you have multiple national championships. You still have the second highest recruiting class. Like it doesn't matter what Texas A&M does. What have they won? I think. You know what I'm saying. I think part of it for him is he don't like losing. That's definitely it. I think he. Again, these statements are calculated. So let's say he's 70. Let's say he doesn't want to retire. Let's say he wants to coach for another five, six years. When Alabama inevitably inevitably begins to do what some other schools are doing, it's over with. He will say, 
as long as it's the stuff that's not blatantly against the rules, and he might even sort of tiptoe around it to to make his point, he will eventually be like, hey, you know, guys, I, I warned you all about this. I said this was going to happen, and mm-hmm. you know, we have to compete. I mean, I, I don't like it, but this is the way things are done now. Yep. We still believe in the model I talked about 100%, and I believe in it fully. And it's kind of like when he sees things evolving – he also has been able to control a lot of it. And I don't mean, maybe control is the wrong word. He's been able to take advantage, right? You look at Alabama, how their offense changed, right? Ground right. and pound, it spread it out. He he calculated. He said, you know, we got to start recruiting different kind of players, different kind of athletes. They started doing it. He has con- a control over that. He does not wield the same power that say A&M does just because even though Bama has some ridiculous boosters no question and and generates a ton of money A&M has they just have more money right they just have more money and I think he realizes like I, mm-hmm. I it's not like me saying we're going to change our offense right um and so I, I think again he's setting some things up for the future that he can point look back at and say you know I told you guys this was going to happen in college you know sports and all this other stuff but then he goes on and he, he's taking shots at Jackson State and saying they paid a guy a million dollars and they bragged about it and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, he says he has no problem with players making money with NIL deals. He just doesn't like how schools are allegedly exploiting the current system. And it's like, Nick, you know, uh, it's you're at Alabama. Right. <laughs> you're at Alabama. It's not like, you know. Yeah, one of these schools that's not competing every year. Yeah. You had Alabama. Yeah. But I but I definitely get what he's saying though. Um we're gonna head to the phone lines now here, three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Go vote in our poll over there on uh, Twitter at ESPN Lafayette. Right now, seventy three percent of you say that Nick Saban has a good point right. about NIL. Twenty seven percent of you uh voted he should shut up. You know what we should make a different poll. We should make a poll on Twitter and say. <laughs> well, you can't even get it. Whatever you're thinking, you can't even get it out of your mouth without laughing first. We should make a poll on Twitter and say, is James Butler right about everything he says on this show? And I guarantee you 100% is going to say yes. Guarantee you. The one no that I might get is going to come from you. You, you want to bet? Let's, let's do it. Yeah, right, well, you put it up on your own profile. I don't know how to do all that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to do that. I'll show you. All right, you, for sure. you, don't, you don't know how to set up a poll on Twitter? I don't. There's a little icon that just looks like a poll. You just click on it and go from there. I don't even know what that looks like. All I would I, have to literally all go I in hear there. Is excuses. Listen, I don't know, man. Well, I'm wait, not, we go I'm look not, at your phone during the break. We'll, I don't even know how to set up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it took me a it while. It took you to, all just to change your Twitter handle. Listen, and I sat there <laughs> and like really tried to figure that out. Like, right. I was like, I didn't let's know. Say, let's say to the phone lines, good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Morning, Scott. Hey, what's up, Kevin? How are you? Good. Been a long time. Uh, just a quick one. I I seem to remember Nick Saban and a group of other coaches when some of these uh, new policies were first enacted, sitting down talking about how this could be really bad for college football in general. Am I misremembering that? Uh, I think it was a. He, he, he probably. I mean, he might have. He probably. He probably. He probably did. Look, he. Saban again is a smart guy. He could see where all of this was going. Now, Bama's still going to be great and dominant, but he saw. He saw where this was going. 
I remember when they first announced it. I think it was in, in conjunction with the, like the, the one-time transfer rule, and and I think his comment was that this could be, you know, really bad for schools that aren't in the top 15 or 20 schools in the country. Because you could see it falling in line where they basically can go cherry pick players from other schools if it got out of hand, if there wasn't some kind of regulation in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 mean, I, I, I don't, I don't remember any exact quotes, Kevin, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if Nick had kind of said something like this uh, previously. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I think he wants to win regardless. Of, that's obvious. Uh, but I, I think maybe at, at his point in life, he can look a little further than outside his door, you know, and, and see what's maybe good overall for the sport. I, I'm, I'm one, I, I do, but maybe it's uh, just me, but I'm kind of wondering how, how many of the 27% that voted uh, uh, that they uh, disagreed with uh, with Saban are LSU fans in general. <laughs> That's because I don't think he can do anything that would make them happy. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I think Saban is a lightning rod. I mean, I'm sure that there are some LSU oh. fans that feel that way. I'm sure every A&M fan feels that Saban should shut up as well. He's taking a direct shot at them. I'm sure there are folks that, you know, maybe root for Jackson State or HBCUs that are upset with uh, what Saban said. I mean, I, I think... There is some whining in there from a guy that has has a ton of advantages and has had a ton of advantages, some of which he has created from himself, no doubt. Um, but at the core of what he's saying, I do think he has a good a good point on specifically about NIL and the idea of look at its if if it's in its purest form, players come in, they create it for themselves. There's not a funnel that's created, so as soon as they get there, they're essentially on payroll. That's and I think, but we kind of all knew that that's where this was going for a lot of schools too. And I won't be surprised if at some point, you know, sooner maybe rather than later, this is exactly what's happening to Alabama. And Saban, mm-hmm. if he's there, will be like, "Look, I, I don't like it, but I told y'all this was going to happen, and that's why I got to compete." And blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was what the, there was a school that had committed. What was it? A million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars each for, you know, uh, if a whole uh, offensive line. That was Texas, <laughs> you know? who didn't have a single yeah. player Draft. drafted right. in a field draft this year. A and M. I don't even remember the last time they won a conference title. It, I mean, what was it the Big Eight? I'm kidding. It was in the Big Twelve, but it's been a long time. I mean, I, you know, is this really going to change who wins in the future? Who wins it all and who doesn't? Time will tell. But um, it's my, not my guess is Alabama is still going to be, you know, Alabama is still going to be dominant. But the transfer portal is going to change all of that. Because all of those kids, just I because say, you're I, getting paid all that doesn't mean you're going to play. Oh, you mean you mean the ones I, I can, at, at A&M? And yeah, it like doesn't that. necessarily mean you're going to play. Yeah, but if you, if, you were, if you were making good money and you were playing a little in college, and you're 19, James, someone's like, you could transfer someone else. You might have an opportunity to play more, but you're not going to get this paycheck. Right. Would, what, you, do, would right. you have done it? No, but because what's the end goal at that point? It's like if you want to make it to the next level, you're going to have to produce some type of film. Yeah. Because that, regardless, that money is going to stop. No, no, I, <laughs> like, I agree with you. You but see what some, I'm saying? Do, some, do you feel like do, do some kids have that drive? Does every kid in D1 feel like I'm playing at the next level? No. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think some might be content to be like, all right, I'm going to get a degree and get paid. 
there's a few that's start, like that. You know. Yeah. But I mean, a lot feel like they're I mean, going. Yeah. There was some discussion, and I, I don't I don't know that, it, that you will ever know any other stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But when you see coaches, uh, like Coach Napier maybe goes from a mid-major to a, uh, to a you know, a P5 program, and you see players transferring or commitments reversing. Some of it, I think, is the coach itself. But NIL money now, and if you can come up with funding before that, you know, make a, you can make an offer, let's say, um, I think it does change the landscape of college football to some degree. Oh, big time, big time. I, I, I think it, it has to, you know. And, it, and it's something, like you said, it, it may have been under the table, but it was really hard. You know, they actually made an attempt to investigate stuff like that. I, I don't see any regulation having to do with the current state of it right now. Do you? Not really, no. I mean... Not, 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 not in this moment. We gotta also remember this is it's so early in the process. Like it, it, the NCAA is begging the government to get involved at a federal level. If they go state by mm-hmm. state, they're gonna mm-hmm. run into issues. Coaches know that. Saban knows that. The coaches in Texas know that. They want to keep it the way it is, but they're begging the government to get involved in some way to create some more regulations. And you know, until that happens, you're gonna have you know. Jimbo Fisher claiming that money had nothing to do with their recruiting class, which is laughable. Um, and I don't know, man. I just it, it, this is where we are right now. Saban's got a point, but I don't. I don't think we're going backwards. I think this thing's continuing to move in the direction that it is. Yeah, I, I'm. I, like I said, I, this makes maybe it more visible what what happened all the time. <laughs> anyway, well, here's the um, other thing. Here's the, the other thing too. Here's the other thing. And and then we'll let you run, Kevin, and I appreciate the call. Let, let's go back to the way that it, it, it was. You basically had, let's say, handlers in a lot of cases, or maybe the athlete themselves, say, I'm getting an offer of this much from this school, under the table, right? All hush-hush against the rules. Then they might go to another school and claim, hey, I'm getting an offer of this much or whatever. But there's no way to actually know, right? Like, okay, you, you claim you're getting offered this much, but are you? And what's really happening here? And it's all hush-hush and it can't be out in the open. Now you can legitimately just be like, no, for real, right, I'm getting right. offered this much. Can you top it? Right. And that's, that's the thing that's out in the open now and not all hush-hush and not having to be, you know, like the, 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 the kid that is what, leave was it Pitt he's leaving, the receiver? That's like, I'm going... Going somewhere that I'm getting paid yeah, the most, paid right? most, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be any under the table stuff. It's basically, yeah, come here and you can get this much on NIL before you even, you know, step foot in the classroom or step foot on the football field or anything like that. That's because I've heard a lot of, well, how is it any different now? Well, it's different for a number of reasons, and that's one of them. And you also might have had some, you know, potential boosters that they didn't. They don't want to get their hands dirty. Right. They're like, I'm not. I'll, I'll donate to the athletic fund of this place. I will help recruiting in that way, but I, I don't want to do anything under the table or any. Now they can be like, look, I'll, I'll just donate to this thing that is funneled and will help this, you know, a team like Texas A&M get recruits. So, um, just having more stuff out in the open like that definitely is a game changer. Yeah, they, there was a coach in Florida, and I don't remember which school that 
apparently there was kind of a guy that handled uh, a multi-million billion dollar booster um, work on agreement deals with athletes and he had gotten a guy to transfer to that school from another school committing whatever it was a million dollars one of the schools that uh, the same school that he had already negotiated a guy that was an existing player I was basketball existing player at the school um, had committed to a certain amount of money they had a contract for a certain amount of money in NIL he then went back to that same school and said look now my guy that's already at your place if you don't increase it to what that other guy got he's going to leave so he, he, it's an agent basically right right uh, right so I, I think the maybe the part of it is maybe they rethink this uh, this one unlimited one time transfer deal that was set up not for this situation but it sure is playing a big part of this well, yeah and that and that 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 hurts some schools but i actually think that that helps a school like a&m even more ain't gonna be like we got them on campus by promising them all this money and now they can't leave after four or five months right um so yeah. i i don't there is no there is no perfect solution there just isn't yeah i, I hear you thanks guys thank you kevin Let's take one more, James, shall we? Yeah, let's as do you, it. As you put slander on the timeline. I did not put slander on the timeline. Lying. I don't know how to do a poll, yeah. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. You're on the Great Scott Show. Go ahead. Do you all think that maybe Nick Saban doesn't like this because the boosters and the people who are funneling money and have been doing it at Alabama under the table for years don't really want to – want to or don't care for this new situation and it might affect the amount of money they may or may not get and the players they may get and that he just liked the way things were because they had an advantage maybe they were better at hiding at the other schools maybe this just kind of puts a kink in his armor maybe really he's just as dirty as he claims everyone else is I don't think that Bama would have ish I don't think if there's a if there's somebody that loves Alabama football that has always given money to help the program acquire players, whether it be on the record or off the record. I don't think this current rule changes that at all. I don't. I just think, you know, I, I think that some alumni have deeper pockets than others. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't think suddenly some guys like roll damn tide, but no, now because my stuff is above board i'm right. not going i prefer doing it illegally right. or right. uh under the table i i don't i don't think that's the case josh no i do think alabama well, has always I, had a ton of advantages and i think that's why saban while he makes a good point for some they're not going to listen because they're going to claim he's crying which yeah, he's always I, he's always cried I, a little bit but it's i mean so did coach shevsky name me an all-time great coach and i don't like coach shevsky um but I respect him. Name me an all-time great coach that didn't whine about the system while also having superior advantages. I can name one. Yeah, you're go right. Ahead. No, That's I think that. Who? I think. Oh, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. I no, go ahead. Man. Who did you say? I said Hudspeth, man. Hudspeth. Yes. Coach, your your old coach never complained about anything. Nope. See now, stop it. Nope. Didn't complain about nothing. That's not my true. bad, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Off track. Uh, what I. What I was going to say is uh, I, I think that the NIL thing was great, the greatest thing ever because all it did was it's like you legalize it so you can you can, you can can control it. I mean, you might as well legalize it so you can control it and watch it and keep an eye on it. And 
you know, kind of manipulated. I mean, if it's going to happen and you can't stop it from happening, you might as well be able to regulate it. Here's the difference but, uh, now. Well, it can be manipulated by the players, too. And some would say that's a good thing. Um, some would say it's not. Some would say, well, a lot of them are too young or don't know, you know, they're still at a disadvantage. I mean, it, it can be manipulated all the way around. And before... Yeah, maybe a player could manipulate it by saying, I'm getting a little more under the table from here. But in terms of being out in the open, the ease of transferring, what you could potentially get, you legitimately can have a great receiver say, I'm leaving, and I'm going to whoever pays me the most. Right. That that You could never have done that years ago openly. Right. But it yeah, definitely no, was happening you. behind the scenes, though, for sure. Sure, but do you remember a, a situation where the best receiver in football transferred in a single year like – and everybody was like, oh, it's just because they're getting paid. Like you mentioned it, the one-time transfer rule, you throw that into the mix. Yeah. One thing, if you get transferred, maybe you get something under the table, but you also got to sit out. No, because when you're the best, you know, man, I, I'm just going to stay here because I, I got a future where I'm going to be making millions at the next level. I'm not thinking about this moment. I'm thinking about one or two years from now. Right. And that's now you got more guys thinking in the moment, which is their right for sure. Yeah, well, I, I, before I hang up and listen, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, James, you don't have to make that poll, bro. I think you write all the time, man. And I, I think that if you, I think if, I think you, I think you'd have done a lot better than an old time grocery sandwich. I think you'd have got free, free, uh, tickets to the Cajun Heartland State Fair with ShopRite. I think you'd have been, you could have been that little spokesperson. And, and one last thing, you know, Scott. He just called you little. James is really, James is really cool and, and he gives you his time. You I mean, the least you could do is make sure he always has Pelican tickets, not just some of the time. Man, but I'll hang up and what? listen. I appreciate, man. Look. I told you. First of all, when I can, I, 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 I'm not a Pelican no. season ticket holder, y'all. Hold on. Wait, wait. I just want to say I appreciate it. The people have spoken. The people. The the people Josh Thibodeau spoke one time. It don't matter. He's a part of the people. <laughs> the people have spoken. I told you when I came on here that? that the people would say that. And look what happened. So I appreciate it. Look, I need all that. More than old time grocery. I appreciate it. I, I wouldn't have got any money. But I definitely would have gotten tickets to the Cajun Heartland. You know, maybe a, a free drink at Legacy every, at Legends every once in a while. You know, maybe something like you that. I don't you know. Can't, I mean, alcohol is not, you're not allowed. NIL does not allow alcohol or gambling. I mean, I don't know how that works. I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to help you. They maybe would have gave me someone to the table. No, what you should have done is just gotten someone smart to represent you. Someone that cares about you enough to be honest with you and not pander you and hamper you like some listener somebody that'll tell you the hard truth when you need to hear it somebody that's looking that? out for your best interest and who's that that spends that? money out of their own pocket to send you to games sometimes that you really want to. it's me hold on talk about talk about talk about talk about spend money out of your own out of your own pocket yeah. to send me to games yeah i sent you to some pelicans games i mean yeah all right, well, you should be grateful instead of complaining that why didn't you... If you see me at a game, you were like, oh, well, you didn't give it to me, grilling me on Twitter. It's like, man, sometimes I, I want to use this. So why you can't bring me with you? That's I mean, you the were, real question. I, I, you were working. How you know? You didn't know that. I did know. You told me. I did. I, I did have to work. You're right. I did so enough of this. Why don't you give me more <laughs> ticket stuff? But the people have spoken, Scott, and they said that I'm always right. And I yeah. appreciate it. And look, yeah. on my poll, yeah. it actually has one vote right now, uh, and it says me. And it's three votes, and it says, who has more Some, truthful, which you put in quotes, by the way, takes on ESPN Lafayette, me or Scott, and the two choices to vote on are me and me. See? 
James is like James. James is trying to <laughs> well, you know, put his illegal voting machines out there. Hey man, you know what? Maybe I should put a real like poll and see like legitimately what they say. And so when I win, God bless you. So when I so when I win, it won't be a debate. I could come in here and gloat and just say you might. You know what? If I win, you might as well just let me come on here and just run the show. Go ahead. No, unless you do it right now. Go ahead. What do we? What do you do? Come over here. I'm not. No, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. You're so you're trying ready, to set not? me up. You're trying to set me you up. You just said I'm I not ready yet. I'm allowing you to right now. Because I have to figure out what kind of music I'm going to play. Uh-huh. I have to figure out what yeah. topics I'm going to talk about. I have to figure out, you know, we might do some different things. You One know? day this summer, we'll have the James Butler day. Right. Where I don't, I am not going to plan anything. Okay. You just decide everything we're going to talk about. You never know. We might respond. read a book. We might, well, come on, we, we might, we'll, we'll we might read a book. We might read a book. We might, you we know. We might read, but we got to, I mean, it's got to be, got to keep the listeners engaged. Jim. Listen, the listeners, they're sophisticated, man. Like, they understand that sometimes. Dude, we just had Josh call and claim that you're, you've never been wrong and, and try to say that you would, you know, you would have gotten free tickets to the Cajun Heartland State Fair and that somehow I'm a bad person by getting you tickets to watch your favorite team play. Okay, but listen. We, was, might, we might read a book. We might, we, we, we might, you know, there's, there's, we might listen to music. We might talk music. We might talk. We might not even talk sports. We might just talk life. I might have people call in and just tell me the problems, and I give them advice. That's what we might not, do. You never know. Bad, that's not a bad topic in the summertime when things are quiet. It's not a bad topic at all. You know, so we never know. Not a bad topic at all. Let's talk about life. Life advice with with Jay Butt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This dude. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Um, let's let's take a look at a real poll here. Uh, so my, right poll, now, so my poll is fake? Well, it's rigged. How is it rigged? His point about NIL, a good one, or he should shut up. Right now, three to one say a good one. 25% say he should shut up. 75% say he has a good point. But what about what he said about Jackson State? That's that's different. And we're gonna have to we we I could touch on it a little bit, but we're gonna need a little bit more. That might be what I talk about when I take over for a day. We might get into stuff like that. And we might you know, like I said, we might get into stuff like that. We might read, you know, like a little audio book session. We might talk music. We might talk, you know what I'm we saying? Might read. We have an audio book session. You know, we might. What, I just want to know the material, though. It depends. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not prepared yet. Music lyrics, maybe? No. Like, we're going to, like, an actual book, man. We're okay. going to, we're going to, you know. What's, what's the last book? I might, start a, I might start a book club. I, I'm, I like reading, especially in the summertime. That's when I read. I usually read a few books a summer, and then when football starts, I, I don't read any books until... I take that back. I did read a, a, a book about the Mets last year in the fall. It's really when college basketball starts mm-hmm. and overlaps with foot college football, and then eventually the winter sports, you know, they cross over with the spring sports, baseball and softball, and then I'm just, I don't have time to do anything like that. Which you asked, what's the last book I read? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it definitely was a Dr. Seuss book. All right, not to your son. What was the last book you just read? I don't think I, I can't say that right now. Why I, not? I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you off air. Oh, 
I got to tell you off air, man. I no, 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 no. I can't say it. Why not? Scott, I can't say Why it. Why not? Trust me. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> and then when I tell you off air, then you can tell me if it was appropriate enough for me to say All it. All right. No, I appreciate, I appreciate the, you know, caution. Yeah, man. Now, you know, maybe, maybe, ladies and gentlemen, maybe he will tell us next. But I, as the host of this show, not James, who wants to just... Talk about life and read books on tape all morning. Hey, I mean, you know, I think that would be nice. I mean, I'm pretty good at reading books, actually, out loud. Okay, so are you going to join us when we read our book? It depends on the book. But as the host, I mean, I can't be reading something like foul language or maybe. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. You know, but if you want me to read a novel with different characters, I can do the voices. If If it's just a book about life, I can just, I'll, I'll, I'll read it. Okay. Well, listen. Eloquently. I'm a, I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna put up a poll. Now that I know how to do polls, I'm gonna name some books, and when the people choose which one, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna read. So I'm trying to educate people. You know. Okay. I'm trying to educate people. We're gonna talk about you know life. People are gonna call in, tell me their problems. So this is gonna be the James Butler Day. Yeah. You know. All right. All right. Sometime this summer. Sometime in July, it's just gonna be the James Butler, show. the great. But show. Mm, I don't like that. I don't like that. It got to be something more catchy. <laughs> I mean, it's a great butt. And I got to I gotta, I gotta get my music squared away. You know, nothing against the Beastie Boys. They're cool. But I got to play. I got to play my music, you know. I got to know how to work the all this stuff on the, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, you could always play some Easy E like this one. I'm gonna cut. I'm not. I'm not responding to that. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna get Maddie to remember when you thought in. this was easy. I did not think that was easy. That did not happen. That did not happen. That was a great moment. In that the did not happen. This show. Oh, it happened. No, it, it is didn't. on wax. No, it is not on wax. Yes, it is. That is deleted. Okay? And you had some coworkers that still mm. give you grief about no, that. No, I did not. That did not happen. Don't go anywhere. We'll see if James can reveal what book he read last. Raging Cajun softball in the Clemson Regional tomorrow. Raging Cajun baseball begins their last series of the regular season tonight. We'll preview that a little bit. More on Saban. More on the NBA playoffs. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. in to the great Scott show ESPN Lafayette the best ticket in sports Rage Cajun baseball closing out the regular season they will be hosting Little Rock tonight tomorrow and Saturday Saturday is senior day Jonathan Brandon Austin Garrett Connor Kimpel Austin Perrin Jacob Schultz Brandon Talley and Jeff Wilson will all be honored as well as a couple of New UL graduates, pitcher Drew Shiflett and former Ragin' Cajun Jonathan Lucroy. He's only played a dozen years in Major League Baseball. Came and got his degree. You know, you're seeing... It's... it's Players have done that before. Gone back, gotten that degree. I think Steph Curry most recently did it. Mm. Shaq did it and then got a Masters. And it was... I feel, is it just me because I'm paying more attention or it's on my timeline more? I feel like it's happening more. Like the J.R. Smith story is so cool to me. 
He goes to North Carolina A&T, wants to play golf, wants to study hard, me in college, because he went straight from high school to the New Orleans Hornets and had some issues off the court and, you know, everybody made J.R. Smith jokes and this and that and the other. And he's like, man, I, I want to I go to school. And he got an NIL deal, a, a real one. Mm-hmm. He's playing golf. He's got a 4.0. Like, I love that. I mean, guys going back and getting it, that's um, that's awesome. So Pretty cool. Shout out to Luke Roy and Drew Shiflett. It's going to be a, a, a good weekend over at Russo Park. And the uh, Cajuns want to go into the Sunbelt Conference Tournament with some momentum. Rage of Cajun Softball, they are at the Clemson Regional. They will take on Auburn. Tomorrow at, uh, not tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Jeez, today's Thursday. Tomorrow at one we we'll be on the air at one fifteen, And, um, you know, as far as what the Cajuns will do, they're not going to announce anything like that. We'll just have to wait and see from a rotation standpoint. But they are going into the tournament playing their best softball of the season, which is a good thing. And uh, 45 and 11. So it's going to be, you know, as the three seed. I'm sure Auburn's not thrilled about it, but the Cajuns are the three seed. Clemson's the host for a reason. They're the favorite. You also have UNC Wilmington there. Uh, the winner of the Clemson Regional will be paired up against the winner of the Stillwater Regional in the Super Regionals. How much did you, when you were at UL, how much did you get to, did you follow the other sports when you were on campus? Um, or were you just kind of zoned in on football? No, nah, it wasn't zoned in because Coach Hull was actually big on going and supporting the other sports. But we did, you know, um, as much as we could. Like, I remember the fear the beard. I remember, you know, going to those basketball games. I remember going to those softball and baseball games. But our schedule is so busy, man. It's like it's hard to between having to study and do schoolwork and then the practice schedule, can't have a class after 1 o'clock. Like, it's just it's hard to try to get out. But as much as we could, we did, though. Senior day is Saturday for baseball. It was um... – two weeks ago for softball. What do you remember about your senior day? Is it, is it, I, I love senior day. Um, I remember that we lost. I well, remember that. Did the festivities have anything to do with it or no? Is it a distraction? Is it, is it a mental thing of, man, it's my last time in the stadium. I've had so many memories here. Like, does it get overplayed or is it just kind of just a little barbecue sauce on the side of your, your meal. It's really not, it's just kind of an added thing, but not as big a deal as maybe it seems to the outside. Yeah. Like, what was it for you? I think it was different for me because we knew that we were going to probably go to a bowl game at that point. And, And honestly, when I look back on like the playing days, I don't really think about, because to me, my last time quote-unquote, in the stadium was in the Superdome because that's basically still our fans. It's basically a home game for Right. Us. It wasn't like you were like, yeah. I'm not sure we're going. We could be in Hawaii. Right. So for me, that was my last home game, really. And if you ask me, I wouldn't want to end it any other way. Playing in the Superdome, favorite team. Sports Center top 10. Yeah, man. James was on with his one-handed that's grab crazy, in that huh? game. That's crazy, man. And I, we, me and my, uh, me and my family, we went to... Uh, Bobby A. Barris restaurant. Um, and it was playing on ESPN Top 10 as we were sitting down to eating. Were, and everyone in the restaurant was looking at it. And then oh, my the, mom looked at me and said, That's you. 
catch was average. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's like, you ain't bleep. My, my mom's like, catch wasn't all that. Dude, I love it. I, Pierre Thomas is a guy I just loved watching, and I've had him on the show a few times. And both times it, was, it wasn't just a – older listeners will remember this. It wasn't the old Chris Farley sketch of me being like, hey, uh, remember that time you – you got yeah. that first down. That was yeah. so cool. And we really got into it. And he opened up about things and the good and the bad. And I loved all of it. But, you know, right out the gate, I'd be like, Pierre, I mean, have you talked to your mom lady? Has she, has, lately, has she reminded you that you ain't bleep? Yeah, because, no, because he's like, he started laughing. He's like, anytime I get a big head, my mom would just look at me. Seriously. I mean, since I was a little kid, she'd be like, Boy, you ain't No, for real. Scott, legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, let's say I have, like, I ended a game with, like, nine catches, 120 yards. And when I go meet both of my parents after the game, my dad will be like, good game, son. Like, you did a great job. I'm proud of you. And I'll go to my mom, and she'll say, yeah, good game, but you missed that block on third down for that running back to get the first. <laughs> So, yeah, I had to punt the ball. Keeping you humble. So, I mean, what happened with that? And I'd be like, I didn't even think you were paying attention that much. But, yeah, I did, Mr. Block. I apologize. Like, I know, like, the the technicalities of it, she's going to, like, she's going to break that down. My dad doesn't care. He just care about catches, touches, touchdowns. Well, he's, you know, look, uh, both of your parents are proud of you. But but your dad's, like, he's just letting you hear all that part of it. Your mom's just reminding you, like. Don't get a big head. Yeah, right. Look, look what else you did. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, what happened? What happened on a? You missed that block yeah. on that tough for the running back. Just getting ready for film room. Like, yeah, what happened with that? Like, ten minutes. You know, you need the block, right? Ten minutes after the hour, ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. Um, Herb Jones. That's a snub, man. Second team That's NBA snub, all rookie. Man. What? But I seen a tweet this Jaylen morning. Jalen Green gets wh- what? I seen a tweet this morning, and I can't. I can't say what it said verbatim, but they said it's obvious that the people who come up with these things don't watch, like, New Orleans sports because there's no way Herb Jones should not have been first team. There is an argument that you can make for him not to be on the first team. What can you say? It's it's like... Part of it's the second round thing. Another part of it's defense. You're just looking. If you look at a box score, if you look at his averages from the season and you didn't watch him a lot, you wouldn't even know he had a, a really. You'd just be like, wow, he played a lot. That's mm-hmm. that's not normal for a rookie second rounder. But you would have no. You'd be like, oh, he's got some steals and blocks. I guess he was okay. He must have been above average defensively. But there's nothing on the stat sheet, specifically offensively, that stands out to you. I mean, you had games where Herb would play 34 minutes. You'd look at the stats, you'd be like, well, he scored two points or four mm-hmm. points. And, you know, he had a couple of assists, a couple of fouls. But if you watched the game, you were like, the guy was glue and I think, on, the, I think, on the team's best defender. He got right. multiple positions. A lot of times with all rookie, it's going to be guys that put up good offensive numbers and that were notable first-round draft picks. Like, you know the name. You know, like, here, here are New Orleans Pelicans slash Hornets that have been all rookie before chris paul first team right darren collison first team yep, yep marcus thornton scored a lot but he was second team he's okay. also a second round pick anthony davis first team zion williams first team williamson i mean herb jones that dude was 
But I think that I he think was, that he should have been first. I think Come that on. that plays to the point of what I'm what are you saying though? Like you, they obviously don't watch. Yeah. Because there's no, no I'm way. I'm agreeing with you. They could look at a stat sheet. There's as my, no I'm not, way. And I'm not saying that to defend him. I'm saying you look at a yeah. stat sheet, you'd hear a lot about it. Well, I heard he's a good defender. Let me see what else he did. The only average stat for this, like defense, man. Defense doesn't always show up in the stats in any sport, right? What's something in the sport of football, James, where, look, this cat may not put up these great defensive numbers, but they are uh, – because you're going to look at tackles, sacks, interceptions – there's a lot more to it than just that. I say like O-linemen, right? Like O-linemen, there's really no stats. But not, you not know, for the you know they're important. Fan, right? You right. might have stats for like insiders or, or a team, but it's not like you pull up their bio and they're like, oh, they had this right. many pancakes. or they, 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 There's nothing. It just says, you know, weight and height and that's it. Yeah. And shout out to my boy, Daniel Quave. I know you're listening right now. Oh, is he? Yeah, he is. The Quave brothers. Yeah. I go with, can they bring us some Waffle House next time? He don't work at Waffle House anymore. Michael does, though, right? No? Quave is doing big things in Dallas right now. Shout man. out Daniel Quave. Wait, is Michael still doing the Waffle House thing? I don't think so. No kidding. Like, it's been a little while. I talked to Mike a couple years ago. I I talked to Daniel a little bit. Michael, of course, was so gregarious and always talked yeah. to the media that, you know, one time, I don't even remember what it was for. I called him a few years ago about something. Is Mike, so he answered the phone, right? Very. It's Mike. <laughs> like, hey, Michael, this is uh, Scott Prather from ESPN Live. And he's like, who am I? Scott Prather, remember ESPN? He's like, oh, man. It was like, he went, he like, 180s, like, and he started cracking jokes. It was like yeah. totally different. Yeah. I was like, all right, they they put on a business suit when yeah. it's time, yeah. when it's time to get to work. Definitely. But when it's time to like let loose, Michael's going to cut up, man. Okay, who's the funniest player you ever played with? It's probably Quay, but it's probably the older brother. Probably Daniel. Daniel I, I didn't really, not saying that, like, I, I didn't, like, Mike wasn't funny. I just wasn't really around him around as much. Because, you know, me and Quave came in together. So, like, it got to be him. It got to be him. Um, who else? Willie Burroughs was another one. That was hilarious. Um, Boris, too, man. Boris was pretty funny in his own little way. Um, yeah. So, 815 ESPN Lafayette. When we come back, we're going to revisit something we talked about last hour, if you missed it. Nick Saban, drawing headlines this morning with this. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Does Saban have a good point, or should he just shut up? That was our Twitter poll, at ESPN Lafayette. We'll give you the latest results on that and dig into what side we take on the matter. It's all coming your way after this on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Hey, this is Rich Eisen, and you can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. No sleep till. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. AM was first. AM bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. 
All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Welcome back into the great Scott show. Scott Prather, Jay Butt, James Butler, who opened up the show this morning claiming he was better at basketball than the Jimmy Butler. Serious question. Can I, can I tell a story about that, though? Okay, yes, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of uh, uh, I can't remember, Cole Kelly, I want to say. Didn't he go to STM um, and then went to Arkansas? Cole went to uh, Turlings. Turlings, yeah, and then he went to Arkansas. And then he went to Southeast. So we were, me, it was me, Daniel Quave, uh, Daryl Surgeon, and one other guy. We went to Turlings to play basketball or something, and they were in the gym. You know, Cole Kelly is extremely tall. They had like he's like six seven. Yeah, they had a couple other players with him, and so we decided to do like a little four on four. Who who is with you at this point? It's me, Daniel Quave, Daryl Surgeon, and the one other guy. When I tell you these guys ran us out of the gym, <laughs> <laughs> these guys ran us out of the gym. Okay, like it was embarrassing. This like is I, when he was in high school. This is when he, high, he had just signed. He and had y'all just signed. Were in college. Yeah, hey, no, we were out of college. It was over with. Oh. <laughs> he <laughs> That's like right. he had he had just signed, and so I, I ran us out of the gym. So right, for a little four on four. So, <laughs> so uh, the next day we invited him to um, the indoor to play basketball over here, and Quay was like, "Listen." I'm done playing with these guys. Like we're about to we're about to shut this down right Daniel now. Quay? Yeah, he was like, we're about to shut this down right now. And we like basically ran them out the gym for the next two games. But Did just get like really physical, basically. No, we didn't get physical. Said, we just I'm we done just playing around. We were just like because 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 the dude Cole Kelly, like he was like the main, like he was like the Joel and B. Like slow him down. This dude was like make someone else try to beat us, and we got him. Yeah, man. And you know, Quave is like really athletic, but he wasn't guarding. They are Cole Kelly yes, at dude. like yeah, like he he wasn't guarding Cole Kelly like the first game, but he was just like nah, like I got him. Like we're not. We're he not bothered doing this him anymore. that much. Yeah, he's like oh, we're not we're not doing this. Did anymore. y'all underestimate him at first? First go round? I think we did. Honestly, I think we did. And when I tell you these dudes ran us out of the gym, I mean ran us out of the gym. Okay, Cole Kelly, by the way, All-American FCS honors the last two years, signed as a UDFA with the Washington Commanders. Best of luck to him. Rooting for yep, Cole for sure. Rooting for him, man. Rooting for Cole in a big way. Um, Jimmy Butler. Is he the most underrated superstar in the league? Because many would say he's not a superstar, and yet this dude outworks everybody. That's my cousin. You know that? No. I did not know that. It's my cousin. Really? Yeah, I call him right now. I'm call him. Yeah, live on the show. Let's do it. I'd love to have Jimmy Butler on the show. Yeah, well, he might be asleep because you know they play. You know, no, he doesn't he, go to sleep. That he dude might wakes be sleep. up. That dude says that he wakes up at three every day and starts grinding. So he's been I, up for a while. I, I think honestly, I think Jimmy Butler pretty much embodies like what it means to be a part of the Miami Heat. I th- honestly think like he might have should have been on the Miami Heat. Like squad from the moment he got drafted, heat culture, like he is, the heat he culture, is, he he yeah. he's that he embodies it. Like if you when you think about heat culture, the picture of Jimmy Butler need to be. <laughs> Remember how <laughs> like ticked he was in Minnesota because he thought they were all soft. Yes, so he legit he legit said, "All right, we're going to scrimmage and practice today, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take 
the four worst guys on the team, and I'll play all you young bucks that think y'all are yeah. awesome, and you use the term ran them out of the gym, ran them out of yeah. the gym, screamed in all yeah. of their faces, and basically looked at, at, at the coach at the time and was like, all right, I won't, I won't request to be traded if they could beat me here. Beat the hell out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Talk trash while I was doing it, and he was like, y'all are all bleeping soft. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually got traded. And he goes to Philly where that city, the way Philly is, the way their fans are, he's tailor-made for them. Yeah, definitely. Like, he is, that's the Philly way, like, outwork everybody, out-hustle, tell, mm-hmm. give everybody the bird while you're doing it, yep. let them have it, be awesome at it. And the only reason and why they, they didn't win is because of the Kawhi shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and then they decided that they were going to sign other guys, that he was too expensive. Yeah, which that's crazy. He still holds against. Them. Yeah, he already then, said after the game. And huh? then Miami, yeah, like y'all really paid Evan Mobley instead of me. Tobias Harris. Tobias. It in Philly has some good players, but Jimmy's like, come on, like, right? Please. And for the Sixers to have to just admit to themselves, literally after the game, like, yeah, he was he was better than us. We gotta we gotta give him mm-hmm. his flowers. That dude drops forty one in the first game of the series. Everyone doubts the Heat because they feel like Jimmy Butler can't be the best player on a championship team and they don't have enough surrounding pieces. And I'm like, this but, team was in the finals. Like, they were in the finals think, like two years ago. But why do you think he's not regarded as like a superstar? I don't know. You think his persona is the reason why? I think, I think his game isn't as... There's something... This is messed up. But I do think... When somebody works hard but makes it look effortless, it just comes across as more impressive mm-hmm. than when someone is working their tail off and you can legit see it. It sounds so stupid. And, and maybe yeah. I'm overanalyzing yeah, here. No, I see what you're but when you see a guy that makes it look effortless, it doesn't mean that they're not working hard. Now, in some cases, guys aren't working that hard. They're just, you know, they're just that talented and they could get more mm-hmm. out of it. But you see how hard he works, and I don't know if it's just not as pretty or well, he's not as athletic or he's not this or he's not that. It's like, that dude is a, a superstar. I but mean, you he's a what? legit You're right. superstar. You're right. He's because... been a multi-time all-star. He's gotten a team to the finals. He's he, they, They're the one seed this year. I think, I think the other part of it is he just talks a lot, yeah. and, it, and it makes some people uncomfortable. He doesn't, he doesn't always play the media game. Yeah, you know what? You're right because you know that 41 points he scored, he didn't score a single three. Like, he didn't make a single three-pointer. Yeah, it wasn't he, like, like let's we're going to make a highlight reel out of this. Like, he, it was 41, like, hard-earned points. And, you know, the, 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 the game. the line a ton. Yeah, like, the game is flashy now. You know, it wasn't the Steph Curry, I'm shooting threes. He's actually, so I think you're right in the regards of, like, it's one of those things where you see him working hard and he's actually, like, benefiting from his hard work. It's not like Kevin Durant coming down and shooting a three over someone. Come on, and it doesn't foot. mean that Durant's not incredible, or it certainly doesn't mean he doesn't work hard. It just looks, it looks there's something about easy. the aesthetics. Like, yeah. You can make a highlight reel tape out of Durant, and whether you love him or hate him, you'll, you'll stop on the timeline and be like, I mean, this is just sick. Yeah. Or you'll see Curry pulling up from the ocean, like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, yeah. I, I why? When you see a Butler highlight tape, unless you're a Jimmy Butler Heat fan, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that Herb Jones is Jimmy Butler, so I'm not pleased no one take this that way. We are talking about Herb earlier, should have been first team all rookie, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Steady second team, it's like, 
No one's making highlight tapes out of his defense. Pelican fans are. You and I are watching it, but the rest mm-hmm. of the NBA is not like, whoa, check out this defensive mixtape. But it's Unless crazy. you're a big man that like blocks a ton, you're not you're not getting a big mixtape for the the skills that you have on that side of it. And for some reason, you start talking about best players in the NBA. Most people don't start mentioning Jimmy Butler till they get like outside of the top ten, maybe back right. to fifteen, sixteen, and. I think that that's another thing that that edge that he has because of that is also part of what makes him great. If everyone's hey. like Jimmy Butler, you're great. He probably wouldn't be as great. Right? No, you're right. Hey, you, but you know there are some similarities between uh, Chicago Jimmy Butler and Herb Jones now, though. Yeah, but but her, but Jimmy he, Jimmy as a I mean he was a first round pick. Granted, like last or he was like late. It was like very back into the first round. But he was a better offensive player. When he got into the NBA, than Herb slightly. He's. I don't think Herb. I mean, I love Herb Jones. I don't. I don't know that he's going to turn into. He, he doesn't have he that kind a of handle. To. You think he's going to turn into Jimmy Butler? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying he has like the ceiling. Like he has the ceiling to do that. I mean, we can't say that he can't. I've seen him make threes. No, no. He's you know, he, the, the I, things that he wasn't even good at at Alabama, like outside shooting and stuff at the line. His first year in the NBA, he was like, holy cow. Yeah. Didn't think this could happen. But, you know, Jimmy is just, Herb is quiet. Jimmy is loud. I don't know, man, because when he didn't want to shake Chris Paul's hand, that was that was saying a lot for me. It was me. awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it, like, Herb is very unassuming. Jimmy is like, you know when he's in the room. There's yeah. their, their personalities are different. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I love Herb Jones. I just... My point is, Jimmy Butler, he doesn't get his roses enough. And my thing is, is it going to take the Heat winning at all for, for him to finally get that? Yeah, I think so. And they might not win at all. I, I think so. But that's... I have to ask you that. I have to ask you, though, to go back to that. What was going through your head when you seen Chris Paul trying to help Herb Jones oh, up? And he And Herb was just like, nah, man, like I'm good. I, I my, What was going through my head is... This rookie class is my yeah. favorite thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. What's going through my head is, God, they got this guy on this deal. Yeah, are you kidding me? I mean, the guys, the guy, there are people around the league that think he should be all defense. He wasn't even first team all rookie. Yeah, like the Athletic did some redraft. Oh, if we're redrafting all the players in the draft, he went like after Trey Murphy, who I like. They had him like tenth or eleventh. I'm like, this is. Am I am I caught up like am, am I just caught up in my feelings? Am I being a fanboy? And you know you, what? You would take Herb Jones like eleventh overall if yeah. you redrafted last yeah, year. Yeah, that don't that don't make sense. Not at all. Because you definitely would take Herb Jones over Trey Murphy right now. Sure, and that's that's not even a knock on Trey, but like a lot. Again, it's defense is not appreciated enough, it's not. especially by the media. It's not. It's, and, it's, and and one of those games in that series, he took fans. over defensively, dude. He was. He took over defensively. There's. Ne- I had never seen a rookie that had that much of a defensive IQ in the NBA yeah. ever until yeah. Herb Jones this year. Now I haven't watched every single rookie ever. I watched the Pelicans more than other teams, but I'm just telling you, I've never seen. Most rookies are terrible on defense, and it takes years for them to, you know, be decent. And Herb came in, and he's starting game two in like. Few weeks into the season, Willie's like, "Yeah, we're going to put him on their best player, unless their best player is like seven feet tall. Like we're going one, two, three, four, any of those spots. If it's the best, we're going to we're just going to put Herb Jones on him." Yeah, that's you know how I, I couldn't even put a percentage on how rare that is. 
Sorry, didn't know this was going to turn into a Herb Jones uh, fanboy segment. Can you, you give, know can what? you give me Deal a shirt, a not on Herb shirt? Can you give me one of those since you go to all the games and I don't? I, don't? I, I went to you went to more games. No, I did not. You, don't do don't do. You that. went to more games this do year do with that, tickets Scott. that I gave you than I went do to. That. Do not do it's that. It's true. That's not true. It's true. How many games you went to last year? One. I went to one. No, you went to two. <laughs> and I gave you tickets to both of them, you big liar. Can you, hey, no, the really quick, can you get me a Herp Jones shirt? That should be the real Yeah, point. you know, I need I need to get one seriously, though. Not I, got, I got free breakfast from Norman Locke. He was he was claiming Herb wasn't that great. He's like, bro, they don't even sell his jersey. I've seen like, that. I've seen that. Well, they don't that, sell yeah. his jersey because he was a second round pick. They haven't made them yet. Mm-hmm. I was like, I guarantee you they'll be selling them in the store and people will buy them by before the end of January. He's like, Let's bet. He lost that bet. Why? And you go to the games and you see the jerseys yeah. all over. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's he's a fan favorite. Man, and something something Griff said that a lot of people outside of the organization would kind of raise an eyebrow at when he said the, the the undrafted and the late drafted guys are probably more marketable than to the city than the actual guys with the name like Zion. And that's true because, like, they really embody what it is to be, you know, like that New Orleans spirit, well, like and the also, underdog. I, that, and, that's part of it. I also think Anthony Davis soured some of the the fans, and the, and so they're like, oh, he was one overall. Like, there's an expectation level that comes with it. Um, let's not act like the entire, you know, section around Harris and Mannings was not throwing a giant – celebration the second they drafted Zion Williamson like there's excitement there but when you have you're not wrong I'm just saying I don't agree with the part of you can't market a top tier player of course you can't how how they embrace the city is up to them but yes if you have the underdog mentality I mean there's a Marcus Colston one of the most beloved players in franchise history for the Saints I mentioned Pierre Thomas earlier Part of that is that they were both really good. Mm-hmm. And the other part of it was seventh round pick and, and UDFA. Like if you want to go into the mind of a fan, when you think fantasy football, you think back to players you got late or after week one off the waiver wire mm-hmm. that helped you win a championship more than you think about, man, I had to bid $60 on my auction draft to get, you know, this dude. Yeah. To get Derrick Henry. No, you're like, oh my God, I, I I didn't know this guy was going to be good, but I'm not going to tell anybody in this league that. I'm going to act yeah. like I knew that. There's there's something about the expectation being nothing, them overcoming it, and so then there's this added element of, well, man, they were, they were obviously doubted. And then you just, you know, if you add that with sort of a blue-collar work hard mentality, and you're going to – it won't take you long to become a fan favorite. You know yeah, I mean? but, like, you know, even that video with – Brandon Ingram after the game and he's hugging the fans and he's signing shoes and I was like, man, that's that's big to me. You know, and, and people were quote tweeting it saying, Man, I'm gonna like people that, that weren't from New Orleans and wasn't Pelicans fans were saying, Man, I, I respect that I'm gonna get his jersey now for my kids. I think Brandon Ingram really embraced the city as sure, well. Sure. Like you told me, you told you, once he you told me once he hit that game, when he was like, "This is my city." I love to hear that because you know we dealt with with the last superstar we had. We're not going to mention his name, but you know what I'm saying. Well, so, the, the 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 relationship between any in any in any city with any franchise, we could be college, pro, whatever. Whenever it's organic and and authentic, 
you just know it. You feel it. Yeah. Fans are always going to be fans no matter what. And, and, and some players will embrace that, some won't. But when there's an organic authenticity to it, it creates a bond that lasts beyond, well, they're winning right now and I'm into it. Because that... You could go suck next year, and, and some people will be like, oh, well, that was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. But there'll be some that stick around because now a bond's been created. Right. Um, all right, we're going to take a timeout. We mentioned we're going to get into Nick Saban. We will. We're going to do that next, latest on the poll, and more context to what Nick Saban actually said about NIL. We'll get to that next right here on The Great Scott Show. I'm Scott. That is James Butler. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in school. Hey, this is Rich Eisen. You can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. James Butler is in the house. He's going to get me a uh, some kind of Herb Jones shirt. He's promised. You go to more games than me. It's not even true. We've already established that's not the case. But you're going to go to more games than me. How do you know? Because I know you are. I wish. I don't. I don't have. Come on. I don't have time for that. Well, so you gonna give me some more tickets? That's what she's saying. I, mean, I appreciate I, it. I can. Yeah. Thank if you. I, can, I appreciate if I can it. find a good deal on tickets, I'll give. I'll give some to you. So you didn't renew the? Uh, I have to renew. I, I'm trying to renew my tickets too. I ain't gonna lie. You get a little, little five see, game plan or something. See, nah, I used to have season tickets. Yeah, but you don't. Have, you don't have the schedule for. But that. I don't have. Yeah, right. That. But so my mom was like, my mom has. My parents have season tickets too, but my mom was saying if you get better seats, just go on slide them tickets down here because you know you're not gonna be able to make every game. So, I don't know. I might. I might not. It just depends. <sighs> I think it's all right. We we we, we got to get back into Saban for a minute. NIL, Nick Saban. You might read a headline today that claims he said, "Well, Texas and M had the number one recruiting class, and they bought every player." He did say that. Mm-hmm. He did say that. Um, there's also some context to everything he said. Here is more of Nick Saban speaking. Every I said this earlier, James. Everything he does is calculated. Mm-hmm. Whenever he answers a question about a player or something and it's like 15, 20 seconds, that's just him answering questions. If he goes anything longer than 30 seconds, he has already ta- he has already thought it all out ahead of time. I'm going to make sure I say this. I'm going to rant about this today. I'm going to make a point. I'm going to set something up either for the future or the present, but there is a method to why I'm doing it. And when he was speaking in Birmingham at some event about the World Games, which is coming to Alabama this summer, it was not about the World Games. It was about NIL. Well, you know, name, image, and likeness to me is a great concept for players. Um, players have always been allowed to work. Uh, this is just a different opportunity for them to make money by working and using their own name, image, and likeness, whether it's signing autographs, whether it's doing commercials or ads for some company or whatever. So there's nothing wrong with that. And I told our players when this whole thing started to get agents, get representation. um, And so you create opportunities for yourself. And our players last year created $3 million worth of opportunity for themselves 
by doing it the right way. And I have no problem with that. And nobody had a problem on our team with that because the guys that got the money earned it. Now, there were only 25 guys on our team that had the opportunity to earn money. The issue and the problem with name, image, and likeness is coaches trying to create an advantage for themselves. I went out and said, okay, how could we use this to our advantage? They created what's called a collective. All right, a collective is an outside marketing agency uh, that's not tied to the university, that's funded by alumni from the university. And they give this collective millions of dollars. And that marketing agency then funnels it to the players. Right, and the coach actually pr knows how much money's in the collective, so he knows how much he can promise every player. That's not what name, image, and likeness was supposed to be. That's what it's become, and that's the problem in college athletics right now. And now every player is saying, well, what am I going to get? Well, my philosophy is my job is to create a platform for our players to create value for themselves and their future by becoming better people, uh, by graduating from school and developing a career off the field, and by seeing if they can develop a career on the field and play at the next level in the NFL. Our players have made $1.7 billion in the NFL since 2010. All right, so wow. we've created a lot of opportunity. We also have one of the highest graduation rates, you know, in college athletics. We have the most guys that graduate inside of four years. So we've done a good job of that. But now in recruiting, we have players in our state that grew up wanting to come to Alabama that they won't commit to us unless we say we're going to give them what somebody else is going to give them. And my theory on that is everything that we've done in college athletics has always been equal. Your scholarship is equal. They get equal Austin, Austin money. They get equal uh, cost of attendance. Uh, they get equal academic support. They get equal medical attention. Everything has always been equal. So I told our players, I said, we're going to have a collective, but everybody's going to get the same amount of opportunity from that collective. Now, you can go earn however much you want. And I tell the recruits the same thing, because our job is not to buy you to come to school here. And I don't know how you manage your locker room, and I don't know if this is a sustainable model, uh, because one of you folks are going to give some player that comes to our school a bunch of money to come to our school. And then you're going to come to the game in full strut, I think, and I'm going to tell everybody I got that guy to come to Alabama. And then he's not going to play, and he's going to transfer, and you're going to say, I'm never going to do this again. All right, so I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't know how you sustain a model like that. Now, I know that we're going to lose recruits because somebody else is going to be willing to pay them more. Um, but name, image, and likeness is something that's here. And I think the more supporters that we have for the University of Alabama in all sports right, that are willing to sponsor players, whatever you want to call it, use them in your business to help your business, that's going to help our programs. Um, the thing that I fear is at some point in time, they're just going to say we're going to have to pay players. If we start paying players, we're going to have to eliminate sports. All right, and this is, this is all bad for college sports. I mean, we probably have, what, 450 people on scholarship at Alabama, whether they're women's tennis players, women's softball players, golfers, you know, baseball players, non-revenue sports that, should, that have for years and years and years 
been able to create a better life for themselves because they've been able to get scholarships and participate in college athletics. That's what college athletics is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be something where people come and make money. And you make a decision about where you go to school based on how much money you're going to make. You should make a decision based on where you have the best chance to develop as a person, as a student, and as a player, which is what we've always tried to major in. And we're going to continue to do that. And hopefully there's enough people out there that will want to do it. But I know the consequence is going to be difficult for the people who are spending tons of money to get players. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's tough, and people blame the NCAA. But in defense of the NCAA, we are where we are right, because of the litigation that the NCAA gets, like the transfer portal. Every time somebody wanted to transfer, they'd apply for a waiver. Right, if you didn't give them, if the NCAA didn't give them a waiver so they could be immediately eligible, they filed suit. So the NCAA would back off and give them a waiver. So they just said, we're just going to make a rule where everybody can transfer. That's how that happened. So if the NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is, from a federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they cannot enforce their rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. I mean, these guys at Miami that are going to play basketball there for $400,000, it's in the newspaper. The guy tells you how he's doing it. So, um, but the NCAA can't enforce their rules because it's not against the law. And that's an issue. That's a problem. And, and unless we get something that protects them from litigation, I don't know what we're going to do about it. That is from AL.com, that sound. Uh, that is the entire rant from Nick Saban. James? Nick Saban, his thoughts on NIL. A good one, or should he just shut up? Our poll, by the way, 72.5% say he's got a good point. 27.5% say he should shut up. I think, just like you said, I think he has a good point. But I know for me, I would much rather hear a coach speak on that that didn't have so much success. And I know that's weird for me saying that. No, no, no. I hear what you're saying, and and his point. Look, there's some good points in there, and there's some that it's like that I just rolled my eyes when he's like, yeah. "That's the thing. College athletics has always been equal. It's equal playing field." It's right. like that is a he knows damn well that that is a flat out right. lie. Right. It is not equal. Um, you could say, "Yeah, well, you get a scholarship here, scholarship there." Well, not all scholarships at every school are worth the same amount. It's not, facilities. Right. I mean, the Bama facilities. That's like a Lamborghini. You can get a scholarship somewhere else, and the facilities are an old, you know, rundown used Pacer. Like, stop with this equality thing, and stop with the. Let's not act like players haven't been paid before. I mean, there, there's some stuff in there that I roll my eyes, but there is some other stuff where I'm like, he's got it. He's 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 got a good point. Um, he's also just upset that, you know, some other schools are going to be able to do some stuff that he, 
he can't do. And this thing about Jackson State, I mean, Deion Sanders said, that's a flat-out lie, and I'll address it. We never paid anybody. And and I think Deion's probably making a good point. I don't think he or Barstool, you know, paid anyone. But I'm sure the young man maybe got some money from somewhere for name, image, likeness. And if so, and if he does, good for him. Yeah, but it's good different. For him, that's but, different, though. That's, yeah. that's a different... No, it's different. No, it's different. My point is that's different than what he's saying about, about A&M, where they have the, uh, as he put it, outside agencies that have funneled money to players based on what a coach promised them. That is not, that is different. The two examples he gave are different. Yeah, is my different, point as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll speak on the differences on my show after we read our little short section of the book that we're going to choose. Oh, yeah. James, James has been promised one show this summer that it's just going to be called the, uh, the J-Butt show. Yeah. And yeah, he gets gonna... to determine all content. And we're going to read and we're going to talk read? about life and we're going to... I just want you to... What are you, you going to make me read? I don't know. Maybe it's something... Maybe an article in a paper about how great I am. I don't know. I'll just figure it out. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's take a phone call. 337-269-1077. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what Dion has to say. Um, just for him. They, they basically called us straight. Like... <laughs> He was coming at A and M, and then boom! Um, like you said, man, everything he said is calculated. Uh, I have utmost respect for his uh, coaching abilities, um, and I agree with you. Come on, equal? Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. He's just making sure that it stays intact, that the system stays intact. He wants to keep dominating. Uh, he wants the top schools to keep dominating. They cannot let an FCU, and particularly HBCUs, just grab these five star four-star recruits in the future. And also, we don't know if Dion's going to stay at that school. Maybe this is a way that, you know, Dion is coming. He's going to coach one of these uh, Power 5 schools, and who knows what could happen. If uh, He might start getting all type of recruits, depending on what school he coached. Uh, maybe his alma mater, I don't know. But, um, yeah, there's just a whole good old boy network. we got to keep things the way they are. And we're just going to scream to the mountaintop, we can't pay these players, you know. That's all I have to say, and uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Saban's thing is, if we're going to do NIL, let's say come here and create it for yourself rather than come here and it's guaranteed for you no matter what. That's the that's the crux of what he is he is saying, but that's not what it is right now. That's not how it is either. Yeah, and Dion and them definitely caught astray. <laughs> but, man... Dion said it's a straight-up lie. He can't wait to it's, address it. It's it's different, man, because, listen, you got Hugh Jackson at, at, at Grambling now. You know, you got Dion at Jackson State. It, it's, it's a different time, man. Like, it's, it's just a different time for stuff like that. Like I said, I'll, I'm not going to address it on Scott Show. I'll address it on mine if y'all want to hear something. You know, what, a, give me about a – got to find a date. No, some like date in July months, or maybe June. Like two months. No, how about Listen, one month? How about late June? You just come in and it's the we'll, we'll say, hey, this on this day it's going to be it's going to be the 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 great the great butt show. You know what? I might just do straight call-ins though. Really? I, I might just do straight call-ins, and I might just have people call in, and like we just have like a conversational piece about anything. They can ask me anything. But what if no one calls? Someone's going to call, man. You heard somebody call in and say, you know, my boy Josh said, you know, you're the greatest, pretty much. <laughs> so, and I appreciate that, you know. So people are going to call in. If they don't, then we're just going to have a conversational piece, you know, and then we're going to just get people's thoughts on that. 
We're going to get Maddie on the line, too. Okay. Because I heard y'all you, talking you, crap you, about you me said, when I wasn't here. Talking crap? Are you kidding me? You said something. You said, yeah, James was running because, you know, we usually have all three of us on the show at the same time. But he, I said I said he's hard at work. He's got a, he's a state trooper. He couldn't make it. And she was like, he is? That's amazing. What? I did not say anything bad about you. I said, I know you're disappointed he's not here. That is a compliment to you. It's the same. It's the same. That is a compliment. It's the same thing the guy did off the Joker, man. And that's when he realized he said, you didn't You didn't bring me onto this show to celebrate me. You brought me onto this show to make fun of me. What? And that's what you're doing. Are you, you kidding you me? bring me on the show to make fun of me. That's guy. not true. You make Might fun I of add, for anyone that didn't hear it, you can hear the whole show um, on demand via the podcast. James... Right out the gate today, threatened to kill me. No, I want to say not. it on the record. No, you made reference to what was going to happen. I did not do that, Yeah, man. you did. I came in here. He had the lights off. He's like, you ever seen Joker? Remember when they brought him on that talk show to make fun of him? Like, you mean when he killed the guy? Spoiler alert. He's like, yeah. I'm like, is that what's happening right here? Now, what if someone never seen that movie and you just basically just... Yeah, it's been just, out It's been out for a while now. But somebody might not seen it. It's been out for a couple of years. It's been out for a couple but of years. But somebody could have not seen it and you just spoiled it for him. Well, the part of it is stupid. You, you, I'm sorry. I, I, my life was threatened. <laughs> I had to prove the point that you actually threatened me. You know what? Uh, Kirk emails. He says, what happens when a large donor to the collective gets upset when the money he pays into the collective is really for a particular player and that kid doesn't start to get much playing time Ooh, and the kid transfers? He says, might the donor threaten to pull his donations if his player doesn't get start play? Yes. That's and a Nick, good point. Well, no, but I, I, I guess you weren't listening to that part. Nick Saban essentially said exactly no, yeah, that yeah, yeah, as well no, as Rand. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I'm just saying, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. He's like pointing in the crowd. One of you. He's so he, it's so calculated. Let's. He's making good points. He's also setting himself up. And if there are no changes, and Alabama starts doing what everyone else is doing, he'll be like, "Look, don't get mad at me. I said, I right, I said this is how it's going to be. And I mean, we're just trying to compete." Listen. So I, I checked the clearinghouse. I have like one year of eligibility left. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. So I, wait, no, no. I, I one hundred. As we wrap up the show, are you one hundred percent serious? Yes, I had one no, year eligible. You don't. Yes, I do. You were there for five years. No, I was not. I was yes, there. you were. Okay, so so hold on. Yeah, I was there for five years, but hold on. So you can't go past five years, Scott? You got four years to play so five you, unless you, so you get can't. NCAA clearance. So hold on. So you can't go past five years? Not, do you have clearance from the NCAA? Have you, have you, I'm pretty sure the quarterback that we just had at you, UR just went past five you, years. You, yeah, he also got the COVID year, which was Okay, random. well, I had the COVID year, too. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. No, but I got hurt, remember? So, yeah, and that was your red shirt That's what year. I'm saying. I, so I didn't red shirt. Yeah, you did. I, I, I didn't red shirt my freshman year, and I, and I red shirt my sophomore yes, year. Yes, correct. And then I played two more years. No, and then you played three more I years. I played two more. No, you're not. See, take, why, the, so, why are you ending the show <laughs> lying? The man who so, said he, ne- he opened the show by saying, I've never told so a look, lie. They're just making stuff I got, up. I got one more year. Look, look, man, one of those years don't count because I didn't play that much. Okay? <laughs> so you, you, if you, 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 just, you just be one of those guys that got free food, and you're like, I'm transferring. Hey, man, that was the year I was about playing. to transfer, actually. And so, like, I got one more year left, man. So I'll go be a tight end that catch, like, a passing game. Really? I'll block the whole game. That's yeah, all good. You don't have any eligibility left. I got one year. That is James Butler. Some At some some point this summer, he's going to have full control of the show. We'll see what he does with it. Y'all just come don't, ready, just man. Don't, just don't get me fired, please. I'm not, man. Well, I don't know. You know, we might have to second-guess this, you know. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. The Dan Patrick Show is next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.
with that. 